0: A Lifetime Original Podcast. Oh my god! Dang, Megan, you are about to like I'm a damn monster. I love a lifetime movie. It's a bar! People cry in bars all the time, Peyton. Grow up. He has a head and a backpack energy.
1: Ah!
2: I may be trying to secure some money at some point. I have to bring
0: my business clothes. And I say that as someone who knows nothing and grew up in a cornfield, but. Drugs
3: and the dregs. Like she's like, oh, no, <laughs> <It's> a steakhouse. <laughs> I just wanted to come by to talk about the situation. We're doing all we can, but we're almost reaching 36 hours since the accident. We haven't found anything in the water, nothing on shore. I just... I just want to say it may be time to move to the next step. The next step? Acceptance, Emma. At a certain point, it may be time to start thinking about moving on.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, joined by my friend and yours, Naomi Ekparrigan. Well, hello, Megan. How nice
2: of you to call me a friend.
0: Oh, Oh, no. Seeing as... You turned on a sis when Brian Safi was at the mic. Well, I do have to say, I succumbed to peer pressure probably easier than anyone else on earth. Um, and yeah, when he started bad mouthing you, I go, this seems fun. And and what's really bad is I didn't even remember it. A kind viewer messaged me and goes, oh my God, when you said fun, you fun, said- fun, 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 my dog has cancer. That's I, Megan's impression of me. Is that how you, is that how you hear me, gentle listeners? That's, it's messed up. It's messed
2: up. It's, oh, you know what? Yes, of course you admit to it quickly, but you don't
0: have sufficient shame. There should be more shame there. Okay. I, I, uh, you know what? I've honest, I honestly, I got to put another thumbs in. I honestly felt like a housewife in that moment. Cause it was like, if there hadn't been footage, I would have gone, I didn't say that. I would never, <laughs> I would never say that about one of my dearest friends in the whole world and her sweet dog, who I love and send flowers to.
2: Well, I don't know who you became. And to think that you and the listeners are laughing at me, you're having a laugh at my expense and in the expense of my cancerous daughter. (laughs) I know. Maggie laughed again. You laughed again. I
0: know it's not right. I'm not. listen, I'm a two-faced, lifetime is turning me into a split personality, two-faced little white bitch who says one thing to her gay friend and another thing to her podcast host. To her
2: black friend. One thing to her gay friend and one thing to her black friend.
0: Oh my gosh. Don't be afraid,
2: Megan. Yeah. And then I
0: just heard Mabel in the background. So it's like, she's obviously upset with me.
2: Oh yeah, she knows. She said, "This bitch, not today, Satan." Oh
0: my God, I see yeah. her in the background. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Mabel, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't yeah. even. Uh, I did. The the thing is, Brian. He's just so funny, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just fun to riff. You know, it's. I was yes ending.
2: <laughs> right. You know what? I've 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 been able to riff without dragging you. Okay, but now that uh, I know that that's fair game, that's what I'm gonna be doing. I don't even yeah. care if you' with child at the time. Because you are very much with child. I'm huge. You are, I mean, you know, I don't really know the difference in times of pregnancy. It's like once you have a belly, I'm like, is it time? Is it nine months?
0: Is it it time? Is it 40 weeks? I'm eight months. Now we're recording this only a few weeks before. I'm eight months. I'm as, I've been told by multiple people, I have the biggest belly they've ever seen. My dry cleaner. Yes, my dry cleaner who I thought I was friends with. She goes, (laughs) are you, are you having a girl? Um, And I said, no, a boy, you think he's sitting high? She goes, oh, no, my mom just said, like, you're wide if you have a girl. And I I go, you think I look wide? And she was like, oh, no, I've just never seen a pregnant woman as big as you. And I said, well, okay, Friday, yeah, I'll pick it up Friday. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So people are, I just want you to know, people are dragging me. And and maybe it hurt, you people, know what? hurt That's people. That's
2: karma. <laughs> know, That's karma. That's karma, Megan, because I didn't even say a word, but it's happening to you out in this life.
0: I know. I'm sorry you're uncomfy. Are you able to sleep? I'm able to sleep. I have to get up a lot because um he is both sitting on my bladder and my ribs. He's like punching up to my ribs and punching down on my bladder Um, and we did go to the doctor last week. We found out he is in the 98th percentile in size so um, if you don't know what that means, I didn't really, it means um, the baby inside of me is as big as a baby can be. (laughs) I have the biggest size baby you can have.
2: I mean, given you and CJ's love of sports, in a way, this feels right, that your child would be large, you know, set, hot, um, large in stature, prepared to be an athlete. It feels right to me, in a way.
0: CJ is thrilled. Um, He has been talking about the NBA draft, the NFL draft. He keeps going, (laughs) there's a defensive end inside of you. And it's like, that's a very big man. Um, (laughs) And I'm obviously less thrilled. Um, But I was assured that big babies sleep really well. Um, You know, when babies are born, sometimes they lose a little bit of weight. And mm-hmm. and that with big babies, you never worry about it because they got enough little weight to lose. Um and that and that he'll be he'll be happy because he'll just be a little chunker, you know?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, they but they're talking, have- um
0: they are they are predicting, like, you know, I'm at the state fair and <laughs> and they're thinking he's gonna weigh in around 10 pounds. Wow. Yep. Double digit baby. Yep. And I'm 5'5". Well, five five, so. I, mean,
2: I said, listeners, keep Megan in your prayers. You know, <laughs> even though she has already put bad karma out, that does not apply to baby Conrad. So, no. you know what I mean? Like, it's just all going to be good.
0: Yeah. And, and say a prayer for me, because when I heard 10 pounds, I said, well, there goes my career. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've been trying to give it away for a while. I've been I've been trying to sleep my way to the top. I know and now
2: now there's no hope. So no, you go from sleeping your way to the top to napping your way to the top. It just doesn't have the same ring.
0: The most I can hope for now is a reality show about how I gave birth to the biggest baby on earth.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, there is a lot going on here. And quite honestly, we haven't even gotten to the movie yet. Okay? No. Because we <laughs> have a wild movie. And it is called Drowning in Secrets. All right. You want to know what it's about? I'll tell you. When a young woman disappears while on a boat with friends, her sister starts to wonder whether it was really an accident or someone out to murder her whole family.
0: Damn.
2: Well, (laughs) honey, I think it's about time we get into it. Okay, Megan, we started this movie. It really gave me like late 90s. Can't hardly wait. I know what you did. Yes. yes. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Yeah. We open on a group of hot friends on a boat, on the water, drinking out of solo cups, having the time of their lives. We also see a lighthouse and I'm like, oh my God, I don't think we've ever opened on a lighthouse. We're on a boat and I am thrilled. You know, I'm a boat bitch.
2: (laughs) I had no idea you were a boat bitch, but also does not surprise me.
3: Um,
0: Yes. Loved a boat, grew up on the water, as um, our protagonist Misha quotes.
3: Uh, (laughs) She goes, we spent our childhood on the water.
0: She says that a few minutes into the film, and I said, Misha, that's how I feel.
2: (laughs) Well... Quite honestly, you know someone grew up on the water when you see them wearing pearls on a boat.
0: Pearls on a boat. That's not even shit. That's not even something I would do. That is, (laughs) and these were like, these were Barbara Bush pearls, like big pearls.
2: Yes. The pearls are being worn by Maya, okay? She's a pretty young brunette. She's on the boat and she's like had, she's like drinking out of a solo cup and then she stands up and she's woozy. She goes to lay down. She wakes up disoriented, and she kind of stumbles to the edge of the boat, and then you see hands, male, masculine-looking hands, push her overboard. And then, you know, she screams. She falls into the water. As always, lifetime, they don't waste no time. That's what I say. Lifetime, they don't waste no time. We got her in the water, presumably
0: drowned. And then we cut to an older friends, brunette. friends, though? Like, that's what I was like, they were all playing and having fun, and now they're just nowhere to be seen? What were they doing?
2: I know, that was the thing, because I was like, it was a group of them on the boat, but then when she gets knocked over, no one's there. Look, Megan, there's a lot we have to unpack. Because mm-hmm. then we cut to an older brunette who's like talking to her boss, and okay, I immediately thought this woman was, Maya, our our drowned brunette, I thought it was her mother. Oh, my gosh. I truly thought that this was her mother. I'm going to say it. I was like, what? But this older brunette, her name is Misha, and Uh she is like a budding kind of fashion journalist.
3: In a world where fashion needs to be sleek yet accessible to professional women, this writer believes Dolce can do far better in reaching a clientele that not only wants to look good, but feel good as well.
2: She lives in New York City. Yeah. And she her boss is like giving her a promotion.
0: Yes. But her boss is like uh, her boss is like not that nice to her and then promotes her. And also we see the New York skyline because we see the Freedom Tower. And then when we see her in the office, I I clocked this. There were windows at the front and the back of the room and there were trees visible. And I said, that's not New York.
2: Nope.
0: Oh, wow. nope, okay, not, tr- okay, not a tree. Not you're a tree. sleuthin'.
2: You're definitely sleuthin. So I just With... know that
0: the office scene was filmed someplace else. That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> well, before Misha can get too excited about her promotion, she gets some bad news over the phone.
3: Hey, you're not gonna believe what just happened to me? I Wait, what? I'll be home as soon as I can.
2: So then we see her go back to her childhood home, which we figure out was like in Connecticut. Connecticut. And we see all the kid all the kids who were on the boat. They're all sitting around the table crying. The police officer, like the local cop of this town yeah. who has real like soap opera good looks. Yeah, he was blonde.
0: And I'm like, a blonde cop? No, thank yeah. you. Real sharp jaw, too. He was all jaw, as far as I'm concerned. And he was calling everybody by their first name. It was right. it was like, okay, are you corrupt? Are, is the family corrupt? Mm-hmm. They We don't see the outside of the house yet, but we get the vibe they're rich because the mother is... Like, it distraught and in a cable knit sweater.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Connecticut, cable knit, search and rescue. That's where we're at. Because then the cop tells us what they believe has happened.
3: I'm so sorry, Misha. Is she? We don't know. Maya. Uh, she was boating on the sound with some friends. According to her boyfriend, there was some drinking going on. She fell asleep on the boat while everyone else is in the water. At some point we think she got up and possibly fell overboard fell over what do you mean nobody saw it happen according to her friends one minute she was there the next
2: okay so the fact is here it's like the friends again you were saying where were the friends because they've all now gathered to be like i don't know what happened but it was like okay what were you were you you leave the boat and they're like well we were swimming but i'm like that doesn't make any sense because you guys this is not a yacht okay this is a boat um, it's, it's in between, not so big that you can't see what's happening. On yeah. It's, it.
0: It, it's in between a boat and a yacht. It, it had like an inner cabin.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: I'm going to call it eh, 45 feet. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was going to say. I, I lost it. I'm very sorry. My mind in and out. Is it because you were shocked by, uh, that man named Caleb with his horrible facial hair and ponytail? Okay, so Caleb is an anomaly from the get. From <laughs> I mean, the get. I His vibe understand. is so weird. He looks so misplaced in Ke- Connecticut. Yes. I go, absolutely. this man is from Newark. Okay. So he's giving me like, I was like, oh, he's the family bodyguard, but he's also <laughs> empathetic. I was beyond confused by his entire
3: being.
5: Misha, alright. Caleb. I'm so glad you're here. You doing okay?
3: Yeah, I'm fine. Everything
2: about it was like, I was like, okay. Like, it's just, you know, obviously Lifetime movies there can be a formula to them, but you look at Caleb and you know he dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in so many ways where I was like, he, he's like so obvious. I almost was like, I don't even understand why
0: you put him here. It's too much. Um, I would but call him a henchman. You know, like real it's henchman like, vibes. Yeah, it, henchman look, vibes. it looks like you know Vince McMahon and that you have like disposed of <laughs> bodies for the mob. And now, Absolutely. and now you're in a colonial. I don't know. I don't well, know. It makes it even crazier that he is the
2: father of Peyton, who is Maya, the missing girl's boyfriend, and Peyton. Peyton is like, he's giving us 1985 rich person energy. He ties his sweater around his shoulders, you know, button down. He's giving us pastels, tight shorts.
0: Really? Exactly. Hugging on the nuts. Exactly. I I would describe him as um, fraternity glee club member, and uh-huh. Caleb, his father, as former WWE star. So it's like, how did he come from him? I don't understand. I and then I and then I started to go. I don't buy either of you. I um, and, <laughs> and and I, you're up to something. I am immediately like you're both up to something.
2: Immediately, immediately. Even though, and it also doesn't help that whenever like there's always like a sting, like a horror. Sting when Peyton appears, you know yes. what I mean. Like you hear like this, like and so it's like, okay, is he the worst? I get it. Even though he like is supposed to be sounding sweet, listen to this.
5: We we're all just having a good time in the water. When I got back on the boat, she wasn't there. If I was there, I could. I'm her boyfriend. I'm supposed to. Pre-
2: I'm supposed to protect her. Okay, Peyton, you're supposed to protect her. Well, you didn't. I don't have time for all that. That's what I'm going to say.
0: Okay? Uh, for the first 45 minutes of the film, I thought his name was Dayton. <laughs> and I, which is like, I kept being like, well, that doesn't fit either. And I was like, did someone just have a really great time in Ohio once? Um <laughs> Also, we keep hearing about this dead dad who mm-hmm. is Caleb's business partner. And I'm like, was yeah. the dad killed? Like, it seems like the dad exactly. died very tragically. And, like, they still haven't grieved over it, even though it was 10 years ago.
2: Right. Um,
0: so there's just a, yeah, yeah. There's just, a, well,
2: there's a lot. Well, there is, because basically what we're also getting to is that Misha, the older sister. So if dad died 10 years ago, Misha hasn't been home since then. No. But, you know, and, and people are getting in digs and references to like, you never come back and, oh, I missed you and where were you? So we know it's been a long time, which is also like, okay, Misha, you really needed much more of a promotion if you've been at that job for 10 years. But she hasn't really been around. And it's like reinforced when everyone's like sitting around the table, wondering what could have happened to younger sister Maya, hoping she's not dead. And then Misha plays this voicemail she got from Maya. A week, week. earlier. Listen, listen to this. Misha,
3: it's me. I uh
0: I think I'm in trouble.
2: I need your help. Call me back. Please. Okay, I mean why didn't you call her back? Why no, didn't you call sister like, back? Like, uh, she said she's I, in
0: trouble. I really should have called her back. It's like, yeah, you really I, should have.
2: I was like, that makes no sense. Like, cause it's one thing to say, oh, I didn't I don't come home a lot. But like to not even care about your little sister? Well, then I don't even know if we need Misha there. Like she's supposed to be here to fix things. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't seem to be interested in anybody.
0: Also, and it's it's definitely like the running theme of the whole movie as you described of like Misha doesn't come back. New York to Connecticut is a train ride. Yeah, we're talking, very close. Very we're talking close. some people do that commute twice a day. I know. Like that's, they live in that type of town and I'm like, what have you been
2: doing? I know they, you know, I went to school in Connecticut as you know, and I mean.
0: Oh my God. I always forget.
2: You can go. You can, it's, it's a real, it's a real hop, skip and a jump. I think it was two and a half hours away. You know, you'd, you'd have to get that Metro North. I mean, you have to get a ride to New Haven,
0: but then once no, you get that ride to New Haven, closer. you're right there. I think this is, because this town feels very, very rich. And to me, when a town in Connecticut is very rich, it means it's people commuting into the city.
2: Yes. yes, And I say that as someone
0: who knows nothing and grew up in a cornfield, but.
2: But you were the fanciest person in the cornfield. So I think you know a lot more than you're saying. Okay, Roll out the corn carpet. (laughs) That night, Misha, she like wakes up from her childhood room and she finds a masked man wearing all black, rummaging through the drawers her and her sister's bedroom. Hey. And I was terrified by this. I Oof. said to myself, how do these people not have an alarm system?
0: You're like well, wealthy in suburban Connecticut. Yeah. Give me ADT, honey. And then Blondie cop comes again, who at this point I'm like, is he just like it, was he in a production of our town and like kept the little cop outfit because he does not because
3: he's like well based off what we're seeing there's no signs of forced entry so it's probably some out-of-towners looking for a quick payday there's been reports of break-ins in greenwich and other towns like it just make sure you lock your doors before you go to sleep yeah
0: yeah You don't think that a missing girl's room being rummaged in and nothing being taken is connected? Like, it's obviously connected, (laughs) doobie.
1: Well,
2: come on. You know, this is, again, Lifetime being ACAB because Uh, it's the dumbest thing, especially it's like, oh, well, we've been having a spate of break-ins. It's like, you're not making any sense. You don't seem to want to do your job,
0: all right? I got suspicious of him because he was so bad at his job.
2: I know. I know. The next morning, Misha's talking to her mom, and like this is when we we figure out who that weird guy was, right? Like this is when we find out that Caleb was her her dead husband's business partner, and like is also Peyton's dad, and that he and Misha's mom are dating. Oh, There's like a God. lot going on here. So and much. It was like too much to me. Yeah. And Misha's like confusion felt very honest to me. She's like, what? Like he kisses her. He kisses the mom.
0: And she's like, what? What was that? Are are you two? And I'm like, thank you. They didn't have a convert She found out they were dating by them smooching. And I can't, I, I don't imagine a world where Misha and Maya's dad did anything with Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Unless like
2: Caleb was the one who laundered the money. Do you know what I mean? Or he was yeah. the one who like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? He was like, uh, you're going to sleep with the fishes. I'll send Caleb after you. That's his he, energy.
0: Right. Misha's dad had a briefcase. Caleb had a crowbar. Yes. Um, so <laughs> also I'd like to point out that Misha has really packed some looks for this family emergency back in Connecticut <laughs> because she is wearing a, I believe a sleeveless white blouse with a pussy bow. Yep. Um, and yep. like a high waisted skirt and then a wedge sandal it's like a it's like a wedge open toe and (laughs) and she ends up wearing and and her hair is curled
2: like oh my god done like rollers she's giving me almost like 1980s like back when you had a really big bouncy wave
0: yes and she wears this outfit for 20 scenes and so I really got so many looks at it and I'm like what were you packing for Misha? I'm like they're like your sister's disappearing and she's like I gotta bring a pencil skirt
1: she
2: was literally like well I may have to be in a boardroom I may be trying to secure some money at some point I have to bring my business clothes because yes yeah, like if you told me somebody was missing it would be like some underwear some jeans and a sneaker I may have to yes. run at some point point." and she is business formal the whole time
0: Right. And the mom is tiny and like, they're all the same size. Maya, the mom and Misha are all the same size. You can borrow some clothes (laughs) or you're in Connecticut. You can run up to a boutique. She's like, nope, (laughs) I need them. I haven't been home in 10 years. I got to show them that I'm running this fashion blog.
2: Absolutely. And then. The next morning, okay, again, when everyone's like, well, it must have been scary to see someone break in, but don't worry about it. Misha looks through Maya's bedroom drawers and she finds Maya's diary and she's like reading it. And then Peyton comes in, again, the horror music sting as soon as he's in the doorway. How's it going? Fine. And then he suggests, he's like, He basically plants it in Misha's head. You know, I think Maya was having an affair with Mayor Sullivan because Mm -hmm. because like she was working in the mayor's office because she always wanted to be in politics, just like Misha. Because there's this whole running thing about like Misha was always into politics, but then she gave it up (laughs) to go into fashion journalism. I didn't need that specific.
0: I'd like us to clarify when they say Misha was in the (laughs) politics. She was in student council in high school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I was in, and I'm guessing you were into. I was not, but I don't. Was it difficult? It's definitely not politics. Like, <laughs> it's not that. It's basically like, oh, I get to have two lunch periods. Okay, great. I'm in politics now. <laughs> like they kept being like, God, you were just so politically active. <laughs> it's like, what? Saying that, and she's just like, but I love fashion. And it was uh, just like, all right. But this is how Peyton convinces Misha that Maya and Mayor Sullivan had something going on.
5: It's just a feeling I've had ever since she started working at City Hall. It was like she and Mayor Sullivan were... It was like she was living a double life.
3: I'm not really following. I think they were having an affair. Maya and Mayor Sullivan? That. Why would she do that? Why would she risk her career? Why would he risk his?
5: I don't know. It's just a feeling I've had.
3: But lately, it was like she was always hiding something.
0: Okay, so okay. since so since Misha is obviously Nancy Pelosi of this town, <laughs> she's like, I'll go to the mayor's office and I'll see my old colleague there. She goes to the
2: mayor's office with her kente cloth. She kneels in the lobby <laughs> to say she's an ally. <laughs> and then Mayor Peter Sullivan comes in, played by none other than one half of the 1990s identical twin heartthrob duo, Jason and Jeremy London. We got wow. Jason London. We got Jason London, baby. I didn't yeah, even. This yeah.
0: didn't even flag for me. But what? what? But what did flag was Mayor Sullivan definitely has sex with his employees. Like, <laughs> so I guess it did because I was getting like aged heartthrob. Like when, mm-hmm. because when you hear about like politicians and they're having an affair and you see the person they had an affair with and you see the politician you're like I guess people do really care about power because it's always the ugliest man you've ever seen in your life right and when we saw Mayor Sullivan I thought he's got gel in his hair his suit fits well he seems charismatic yes he he seems like he's you know could be governor of Connecticut someday so it tracked for me of like yeah I bet I bet Maya and this man were having sex
2: absolutely absolutely but it was also like Peyton isn't this your active current girlfriend i found that he was so casual about telling her that i was like "Mm, i didn't know if i if i bought it and so when misha goes there and accuses the mayor and the mayor's like um no please leave i was kind of like maybe he didn't do it just because i was like well peyton was too casual who just goes up to somebody's office and i also love how the mayor Was it even in an office? Like, I feel like the mayor was in the lobby. It was something where it was, like, way too easy to reach the mayor.
0: They were in the city-county, like, hallway, and then they went into, like, a boardroom. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me, Mayor Sullivan.
4: Oh, hey, there's no need for that. I've known the Caldwells for far too long. You call me Peter.
0: (laughs) And Misha also did a terrible job of poking around. Like, she was like, and how's your wife? (laughs) And
2: he's like, she's fine? (laughs) <laughs> um, it was it was so it was so strange. But she leaves. I thought it was gonna be like a bigger scene, a production with more people there. But then no one else is there to really witness it. And then when they get back to the house, our hot our town cop comes and is like, "Well, you know, Maya's been gone 36 hours, so uh, she's probably dead." I mean, <sighs> he really comes
3: in there. Yeah. yeah, just really. He's like, "I try to stay positive, I do, but statistics don't lie. On average, three out of four drowning victims are missing from sight for only five minutes or less." Those kind of odds, we're looking at a losing hand.
2: He said five minutes. He was like, if I don't find you in five minutes, you're probably dead." Oh, my gosh. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. They are quick, quick,
0: quick. I was scared. He really wants them to lock down a funeral location. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Too soon. I just felt like he was so like, come on, face the facts. It's like, Jesus,
2: man, it's been a day and a half. Why are you pushing them? But then something rather exciting, as I told you, Megan, I went to school in Connecticut, Middletown, Connecticut, to be precise, Wesleyan University to be even more precise. Whoop, whoop. And it was brought to my attention by fellow Wesleyan alum and our producer Julie. Wow. That Main Street in Middletown was our first cameo. We see them at a at our coffee shop known as Brew Baker's. Oh. And, I will tell you this, Brew Bakers wasn't around in my time. As you know, producer Julie is 19 years old. And so, yeah, very young. She had a different experience. And so, I didn't recognize Brew Bakers, but Lord knows I recognize Main Street, honey, walking up and down. Wow.
0: I mean, <laughs> how many people go to Wesleyan? It's very small. It's small. I know. And the fact that you both went there, it's really. I know. What are the odds? It feels like a lifetime twist. You know, like maybe that <coughs> Julia is like fucking you. Um, and <laughs> w- what was the Wesleyan mascot? Like a boat shoe? The cardinal. A red oh, okay. bird. The cardinal. Okay, that's a bird. That's a bird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. You know, it's Okay, cute, but- so um, Misha and Peyton, they're at Bakers. The and we f- we find out that Maya also loved politics. Um and he's, he's now doubling down on this, and he's like...
5: What if he has something to do with Maya's accident?
0: Right,
2: right. And I just felt like, again... Peyton is like really creepy looking to me. Again, I felt like Caleb and Peyton, there were two creeps, but two from like two different creepy universes. Yeah. Like yeah. Caleb is giving us knockoff Steven Seagal energy <laughs> and Peyton is giving us Harry Potter and a vat of acid energy.
0: And uh, I just felt like I couldn't take it. From the moment I saw Caleb and Peyton, I said, there's not a chance that they're not involved. Like it was, it was just like, th- they did it. And and maybe it was like two Then I started to question myself because mm-hmm. like Misha doesn't seem put off by Peyton, and he is like, "You're so beautiful." He has done like a couple weird things, and just yes. like, I don't know, if your girlfriend's missing, do you really need to tie the sweater around your shoulders that day? Like, it's <laughs> just odd. He's just How an old. Odd... Are they supposed to be though? This is the other thing i, think I was trying to be figure eighteen out. or no? Girl. I guess I guess not because she's working. Right, twenty-two.
2: Yeah, so they would maybe just gotten out of college. Because, but also, I was very confused because I thought Misha was forty and Maya was twenty-five. So obviously, they're closer in age than that. Since all of Maya's friends remember Misha being right, so they're closer in age. But I just thought anyway. So I was way off, and I couldn't really tell what was happening. But also, but the thing is though, as they're meeting in the coffee shop, we like cut to a figure watching them through the you know from across the street, like looking Uh through the coffee shop window. Classic LT. But then that night they're walking together and did you notice like they're walking and at one point like Misha leans against like a a window and then she starts twirling her hair? It felt flirty to me.
0: And it's also like, it's nighttime. How did we go from coffee to not? Where did, (laughs) what have
2: you two been up to? They've been talking that long, right? It was just like, okay, I'm supposed to think that y'all have been at the coffee shop. And I was like, why do you, y'all shouldn't know each other that well. You shouldn't have that much to talk about. And
0: Peyton's not nice or fun or cool. So like, I'd be getting in and getting out. And then we see Peyton go in and kiss Misha, right on Main Street. <laughs> right, where everybody can see what's happening.
2: Like, under a light. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. It was like, especially because, like, he does it right after she's like, uh, I should have been around. I wish I had been there for my sister. And Peyton is just like, this is the time we should kiss. Yeah. I, just, it's like, I was like, so, like I
0: didn't, again, that's when I was like, okay, another reason why you think he had something to do with it because I was like, what is your angle? Right. Well, and so we do see someone watching them from a car and yeah. that's when I was like, I wonder if this photo, I wonder if this was staged for like a photo.
2: Like oh. if it was like, get her under
0: the second light. Classic lifetime. Right yep. by the, and and they were snap, snap, snap. Yeah. I don't know, just yeah, a trope yeah, yeah. that I was thinking. Well, she's basically like, what was
1: that?
5: I don't know. I, I just...
2: Please. You need to go. And then she goes home and she finds her mom with knockoff Steven Seagal, a.k.a. Caleb. And like they're in a good mood. They're making dinner. And you're kind of like, didn't the police officer just tell you your daughter is probably dead? But they're feeling
3: chipper.
5: No, no, I'm pretty sure Hippocrates said that.
3: No, I think he said something about food is the medicine of the soul.
5: Oh, I don't know.
3: What's going on? Oh, uh...
5: I thought your mom would like a nice home cooked meal. Doesn't this look delicious?
3: You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Why? Nothing, just glad to see you're up and moving.
5: Hey, you wanna join us? We got plenty. Yeah.
2: But, um, they all sit down to dinner, Misha, Mom, and Caleb, and they start talking about how, you know, the mayor is getting in the way, but the business is going well. Listen to this little combo.
3: How is the business going, by the way?
5: Mmm. Great, great, there's uh, a lot of things in the works. Your, uh, your father, uh, I think he'd be happy.
3: If you came home more often, you'd know that. Mom. It's the truth. You never come out to see us, your sister. Mom. The day after your father's funeral, it was like you forgot we even existed. Mom, please stop.
0: Okay, so just, we just wanted um, you guys to hear an example of passive aggressive Connecticut mom energy.
2: Yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. A- Emma does perfectly, to a T, to a T. And then Misha's like, "Uh, okay, thanks for dinner. Bye." Like she walks out in a huff. Yeah. And then Peyton calls her and it basically tells her to meet him and like the other kids from the boat, the boat friends, at a yeah. bar.
3: So, I'm with Bree and the others at a pub for a couple drinks. I don't know if you'd be up to it, but thought I'd extend the invitation. You know what? Yeah. Where are you guys meeting?
0: And this is the same night that he's kissed her, right? Yes. Okay. That's what okay. I think is crazy. Yeah. So she goes to the bar um, and the bar seems fun. I like it there. Was that <laughs> was that a Wesleyan bar? It really had
2: towny bar energy to me. I yeah, was like, this I is accurate. It.
0: And I love the way that they dressed the kids, like, um, because we meet her best friend Mm Brie and she's got like polka dots and like, you know, she just dressed like really preppy. And I, Mm -hmm. it's just so funny when like 23 year olds dress that preppy. (laughs) Um, and so they end up going to the bathroom, Mm Brie and Misha and have this conversation.
1: It's about Maya. It's okay. The day she, I
3: didn't know. We didn't know. What? What? I can't help, I can't help but feel... I know they were saying we were drinking and we were... Okay. But
5: Peyton...
1: What? while
3: well, we were all swimming. He
5: went back to the boat before any of us. I don't think Maya fell overboard like
0: everyone is saying. Are you... Are you saying you
3: don't think it was an
0: accident? Okay, but the weirdest part—well, maybe it's not the weirdest part—but an added weird part is that Peyton walks into the women's restroom Thank and you. is like, "Hey, is
3: everything all right in here?" Peyton,
0: what are you doing? Uh,
3: I was
5: heading to the bathroom when I thought I heard someone crying.
0: No, everything's not okay. I know you don't. Need I heard in someone here. crying, and it's like it's what? a bar. People cry <laughs> in bars all the time,
2: Peyton. It's all like. A- If they're crying, it's none of your business. I just felt like I was in that again, that was another moment where you're just like, he is evil. He is the one. Because why do you need to stop Bree and Misha from having a conversation? Why are you trying to interrupt? I heard somebody crying. So it's like, oh my God, he is so evil. And so basically, when he comes in, Brie, like she's crying, she hugs Misha, like Gives her a, a note, like a sheet of paper, and then she just runs yeah. out of the bar crying. She's just like, <laughs> she, "I'm done. I'm done."
0: She does the handoff on the piece of paper, like it was how I would do it, where you like think you're slick, but it's like, <laughs> she, you know, it was like a bad, it was like a flubbed baton <laughs> handoff Hand off? in the Olympics. Like it was like oh, they dropped it. Like she's like, "Oh," she basically sure. and Peyton like sees it happen too. Right, <laughs> like it right. wasn't even on the side of the leg where he couldn't see. Um, it really made me laugh.
2: But then we go back to Misha's mom's house and, you know, we already heard mom, you know, take a dig at Misha for never coming home. But then we see her turn all that
0: attitude onto Caleb Thankfully. because she's mad at him because she's like. Bruce trusted you.
3: He trusted you to keep his name alive. He trusted you to keep it going. I know you've been cutting corners, staining the Caldwell name. I
0: may not be involved in the day to day, but I still have friends, you know.
5: I, uh, I'll get it back.
0: And how exactly do you plan on doing that,
5: Emma? We've we've got lots of things in the works. We've got the multi-use space in downtown, which down you bought
0: under the company account—a building course. that has been sitting empty
3: for months, bleeding company money
0: don't like when movies
2: get into the nitty gritty of like small business ownership or like <laughs> yeah. town council
0: ordinances i'm like oh okay we host uh. a podcast because we don't know anything okay <laughs> so when you're talking red tape we zone out it's like what immediately
2: <laughs> immediately like my brain is not zoned for talking yes. about zoning this is and what i, I say
0: I do like because Caleb and Emma make no sense as a couple. Of course. And you and you get the impression, maybe just from looking at Caleb's ponytail, that, that Emma's husband was probably the brains of the operation. Absolutely. And like the business, the one with business, is it acumen? Acumen. Yes. Yes.
2: Acumen.
0: Um, and so like I'm, I'm guessing Emma is smart to some extent and she's like, you're running the business into the ground. Like right. you suck at this and right, I'm only right. with you because my husband's dead and you seem to be here a lot. <laughs> but then she also takes a weird dig at him like, well, I'm not the one who has a son that partied his way through college and then needed his father to fix everything.
5: Let's leave the children out of this. Hmm?
2: And it's like, well, Peyton has been dating your daughter for a while, so I don't think you should be out here throwing stones. Anyway, the next day, Misha goes to Bree's house. She finds the doors open, but Bree's not there. And she looks around and then she opens the garage and we see Bree's feet dangling. No. Yep. This was yep. A
0: real 90s horror movie.
2: Yeah, I was not prepared for that. I was not prepared for that look of things. But also, and also like before it happens too, right? Like we see, like the night before you see someone show up at Bree's door and she doesn't look scared or surprised. So we know it's someone she knows. She's like, what do you want? Yeah. And so you're like, okay, obviously
0: someone that she knew did that to her. her. But of course, Blondie Ding Dong Cop. um, He's like, (laughs) suicide, case close. Um, and, And of
2: course, Peyton's there. Well, he runs up, and when I tell you this shirt is too tight, I said, babe, you gotta size up. I mean, it was damn near popping at the buttons. And he's wearing a salmon pant, and he runs up to Misha, you know, like, oh my God, are you okay? And, like, listen to his
3: reaction. What happened? Tom? It looks like at some point during the night, Bree, Miss Lakin took her own life. What? No, no. Why? We don't know yet. Was there a note or anything? No.
2: Okay. All right. So while this is all happening, Peyton out of his mind, we cut to a man fishing. <laughs> oh,
0: my
2: God. He's like he's like at the water side. He's like in some sort of woods or something. He's fishing. And suddenly, <laughs> a girl <laughs> just disoriented, dirty. She like stumbles out of the woods. And it is Maya, honey.
0: Yes. She yeah. is alive, and she right. is looking like an extra from Destiny Child's Survivor. Destiny's Child, survivor. Absolutely. Destiny's Child? <laughs> Destin- Destiny Destiny's Child's Survivor. Thank you, because yes. she even has like the dance move. Like she's like, <laughs> she's like low to the ground. Like I'm a survivor. Um, polka dot one piece on. I think the pearls were still on.
2: Oh, yeah. The Pearls made it. The Pearls made it. And I got to say, I was not expecting this. I was actually really like, what? I was like, okay, Maya's alive. This changes the whole dang game. Okay. And I had to take a break. I had to take a break while watching the movie. And now we have to take a break recording the podcast because I have to collect myself yet again.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. Okay, okay, so we're back. Maya's Just alive. Like- She's a survivor. <laughs> she not gonna give
2: up. She gonna work harder. <laughs> Maya has been found, honey. And then we see Mom and Misha. They're like, they arrive at the hospital where, of course, Maya's been taken. Peyton meets them there at the same time, of course. They go into Maya's room, and I found her very chill. Yeah, Like, she was very relaxed for somebody who had obviously, like, washed up on a shore Mm -hmm. um, after being pushed overboard. She was a little too casual. I mean, listen to this,
3: though. I, I can't remember anything. Do you remember going out on the boat? Oh, I remember you picking me up, and then I was in the woods. I tried looking for help for so long, but
0: I couldn't find anyone. What? I think it's what? because she doesn't have a memory of what happened. So it's like last thing she knows, she was on a boat, next thing she knows, she's in the hospital like very yeah. jarring, but it doesn't seem like she you know, she isn't like oh my god, I had to eat a squirrel's head, you know, like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't seem like she has the details from her time missing. Right, 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 right. That's true. That's true but
2: then after so like they're all kind of gathered around her and then the doctor comes in you know to just kind of go over test results and it's like do you want to do this in front of everybody and she's like yes it's my family and then the doctor
1: is like okay well despite being dehydrated and those superficial cuts and bruises most of the tests came back looking pretty good oh thank
3: god and don't worry the baby's going to be just fine
0: So we Maya's had gotten jolt preggo. after jolt. I was yeah. like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to be alive. I definitely wasn't expecting you to be pregnant. Exactly. Alive and pregnant. No lifetime
2: said we're doing it all. We're doing it all. And then Peyton was like, I didn't know she was pregnant so that he's convinced it's mayor Sullivan's. Right. Cause he's like, mm-hmm. they were having an affair. And so speak of the devil who shows up at the hospital with flowers for Maya. But Mayor Sullivan, he shows up. He shows up.
5: Misha, hey,
2: I
4: heard the good news. Look, I just wanted to stop by and see how Maya was doing.
3: How does it feel running my sister's life? Excuse me? She's pregnant, Peter. Congratulations. Not this again. I just
2: love how loud and direct Misha is in public places about unfounded gossip.
0: Right, from Peyton. Like, that's our only well, yeah. source at this point. And it's I like, I guess the journal alluded to them having like dinners together, but it's just Peyton.
2: Also, too, if it's like she works for him, right. you know, that could be a work dinner. Lord knows I'm getting all the free food I can get when I'm an intern. So it's like, what are, you, what are you saying? But so basically the mayor then blames it all on Caleb. Listen to this.
4: Caleb Brown, you son of a. You know what? I knew that the guy was a low life, but I had no idea that he was going to be this low.
1: What
4: are you talking about? Caleb Brown. He and his family have had it against me for a long time. Ever since I requested to have Peyton's scholarship revoked.
3: Revoked scholarship? What are you talking about? Years
4: ago, he was going to college. He was failing. He wasn't even showing up to class. So I pulled some favors. I got him a scholarship. And after many warnings and non-compliance, I can't vouch for him anymore. So Caleb Brown. His business, your father's business, by the way, they've decided to buy up businesses around town and reconfigure them against town policy.
3: Like the building on Main Street.
4: His plans, they will change the face of this town forever. And the people don't want it. Look, I know that we're not friends, but starting rumors like this, that could ruin my career and could ruin this town.
2: So wait, why (laughs) did the mayor, like this again, this is when we start to get, like these, these justifications, these explanations don't make sense. So why was the mayor involved in the scholarship?
0: Okay. Basically, tell me if this is what you heard. Because he's like, Peyton was doing really bad in school, wasn't showing up to class, so I got him a scholarship, and I'm like, "What? That's not <laughs> no,
2: scholarships. I, I, I thought he was like, I revoked his scholarship because he wasn't doing well, and like when I tried to reach out to him, he stopped showing up to class entirely. So I had no choice but to revoke it. But what is this scholarship that you get from the mayor? And what? And like, why was Peyton not going? Like, it, it just I did not understand. And if anybody listening either. watch this Can you please tell us what's going on with this scholarship <laughs> situation
1: cuz
0: we well, don't know Well you know I really didn't understand. I thought he got a scholarship for being bad. <laughs> And I was like, God, must be nice to be a white man.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, especially Peyton with his sweater tied tied around his shoulders.
0: You see him. He doesn't need a scholarship. Okay. This is like a girl I know who got like a full ride for sailing. It's like, no, (laughs) no. If you're sailing, you can afford it. Okay. (laughs) What is happening? Oh, my God.
2: This is a very Lori Laughlin situation. Okay, These so. These are the Laughlin daughters in yes. this situation.
0: <laughs> Misha goes back to Maya's hospital room. And if you thought Maya was cool, calm, and collected before, she is at a 10 now. Maya?
3: What's wrong? How could you? What? You didn't even know if I was dead yet. How could you? And I Peyton? Maya, it was nothing. It was just a kiss. You need to leave! No! Maya, please, I don't know what he said, but let me just explain to you. Because I said no!
0: Get out!
3: Go! She
0: is livid. She's like, you hooked up with Peyton? Basically, like, <laughs> yeah. making it seem so intense. I know. And, and Misha's like, yeah, we kissed.
2: She was like, it was just a kiss. But then that's when I thought I was like, because she was so mad. I was like, did Peyton tell her something more happened? Like, yes, because she was her reaction was so crazy. But at the same time, she should have been mad. Don't get me wrong. It makes no sense. But I was also just like, what? And I didn't understand why Peyton told her. I, I have no know know idea. Told her.
0: And the thing is when Misha, so Misha gets back home and Peyton's there, of course. He's like, God, you, he's a shadow. You cannot get rid of this loser. Mm-mm. And Peyton's like, she needs to know. And Misha's like, I know, but she should have heard from me. And I said, you're both wrong. If uh, Naomi, if I'm in a coma and you and CJ kiss, you don't need to tell me. Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: I would absolutely believe. I have a friend whose husband I kissed long before they were even a couple. Long before they were even a couple, and we don't talk about it. Exactly. And that was like when we were nineteen. Let alone if, like, in a crazy moment, somebody
0: lunged at me with their mouth. And yeah, Misha's not doing like the I didn't want him to. And like from the way we watched it, she didn't. Want she did him. To. Yeah, he like
2: ran. He like came at her, and it was like, leave me alone. The whole thing was very strange. It was a very weird conversation. Peyton's justification I didn't like. You can hear it.
3: Why did you do it? Because I had to. She needed to know. You're right, but it should have come from me and not while she's lying in a hospital bed. This is why I don't come home. Everything, it just always gets messed up. Alicia! I want you to go now. Please, please.
2: I mean, what? And that in that moment, I was like, you know what? He just came clean about something that he didn't need to come clean about. So are they trying to make us think he's an honest, upright man? Plus he's also wearing salmon colored pants. I thought he was going to get murdered. I thought this was the moment he was going to die, but no such luck.
0: He is like pretty aggro in his attempts to get into the house, though. And it was like you, it was kind of the first time that you're seeing him, his whatever facade he thinks he's created. Right. That we see right, through right, right. crack. Like it's like, oh, Peyton's losing his school.
2: Right. And I mean, but then that's further supported when sh- right after Peyton leaves, Maya's two other friends from the boat, they come over
3: and they're like. I'm just saying, he would never do that to herself. She was devastated about Maya, but, no, nah, there's no way. Are you guys... Why would somebody do that? I don't know. Do you know what happened with Maya and now Brie? Yeah, there's definitely something weird going on. At the bar before she left, Brie handed me a note with her address on it. That's why I went to her house this morning. Do you know what she wanted to talk to you about? No, not really. She did say before she left that Peyton was the first one on the boat, is that right? Yeah. Did you guys notice anything out of the ordinary? No, not really. I mean, it was pretty much a normal day. We were all just hanging out by the water, having fun. And then Peyton went up to the boat to check on her. That's it? Before it all happened, Maya did say she wasn't feeling well. Yeah, but now we know that's because she was pregnant, so. But Peyton, thinking back, wasn't really himself that day. What do you mean? It's like, he's trying too hard to act like everything was great. It's like he's faking it or something.
2: So we don't think Bree would have killed herself. And yeah. we think Peyton was acting weird and fake that day on the boat. Like he was trying to be okay. like, everything's great. And I was like, well, well, of course, like we already knew Peyton was crazy.
0: But also that would have been valuable information. I don't know. Five days ago, <laughs> girl. You notice, cop didn't question nobody. Because why? They, they were coming all together. To, they why were they all coming together. To Misha?
2: Why they coming to Misha? The p- police officer is down the road. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just like, what is happening? But while that's happening, we cut to the hospital and we see a figure all in black. Inject something into Maya's IV bag
0: while she sleeps. What? We got to get people watching these people in the hospitals. Right. I'm like, how?
2: How you dress all in black, creepy AF, and you able to just walk into somebody's room? In a hospital in the middle of the night, it's still people milling about. And it's more, uh, and also to me, at a random is more obvious. You know what I mean? Because it's not as crowded. So it's like, oh, who is that person who's not an orderly and visiting hours
0: are over? And this isn't even just a lifetime trope. This is just like um, a... trope in film, TV, across the board, where randoms are allowed to just waltz into hospitals, kill people, and waltz right back out.
2: I know, I know. It's, well, I mean, good Lord. It seems like nobody's paying attention in the, eve- in the nighttime in Connecticut because then we go back to Misha's house and she wakes up in the middle of the night again and then she, she sees someone running away from the house after trying to get inside. And I'm just like, okay, okay. How much crime is going on in any given evening to the point where one girl getting drugged in the hospital while the other girl getting broken into? I mean, what's the point of paying all these
0: tax dollars in a rich neighborhood if you ain't got no cops around? At least the door was locked this time. Um, time. So then it's the next day and Caleb and Mayor Sullivan run into each other on Main Street. Listen Listen to to this. Caleb Brown.
5: Mr. Mayor, what can I do you for? I need
4: you to stop with the rumors. And what rumors would that be? I don't know, Once you ask your son? My son?
5: I, I don't know what you're
4: talking about. I'm talking about all this stuff that you're spewing about me and Maya Caldwell. I don't know what you're talking. Shut up! You know exactly what I'm talking about. Of all the underhanded things to do, seriously, just because I couldn't vouch for your son anymore? Please don't raise your voice at me. <laughs> You know what, you stop what you're doing, or me raising my voice is gonna be the least of your concerns. What are you gonna do? What are we gonna do? Dean of Yukon, one phone call. Peyton can kiss his dreams of a career in Washington goodbye.
5: Uh, You're making
4: a scene, Mr. I don't care, let him watch. I don't care, you stop what you're doing. Or what? At least I'm not the one
5: sleeping with my assistant.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know what, you're gonna go down for what you're doing. And everybody's gonna know who to blame.
5: Okay.
2: Ooh. Oh my God. Did you hear him when he says namaste or something when he's leaving?
0: I honestly was so like, he didn't just say namaste. Did he? I, I was like, namaste. he must've have had, have a nice day that I heard is namaste. Namaste.
2: No, I believe he said namaste. And it was like extra infuriating. Cause basically he's gaslighting the mayor and making the mayor think sound crazy. Cause the mayor's yeah. screaming on main street and Caleb is like, namaste. And I was like,
0: Oh my God. Okay, so we're back at the hospital. Maya's not dead. And so I'm like, what was injected?
2: (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) exactly.
0: Did they just give her some extra fluid? Are they a a helpful ghost? Um, But then she she has a seizure. Then she has a seizure. But it's like So so many, so many hours later. And it's like, I don't think that's how IVs work. That's what I
2: was saying. I was like, they don't act that slowly. Kind of the whole point of an IV is a direct line. So I don't understand why she's having a seizure like in the morning when everyone's around. And then the
1: doctor is basically like, After reviewing her chart and doing an internal investigation, we discovered a
0: nurse accidentally gave Maya the wrong medication.
3: The wrong medication? How does that even happen? Unfortunately, human error does occur.
0: No, justice for
2: nurses. (laughs) That's, yes, Peggy would never. Peggy would never. I don't think any
0: nurse would.
2: Well, also though, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. You just can't nonchalantly
0: be like human error. Yeah. You wouldn't. You uh, you know what? A hospital wouldn't admit that. Exactly. They'd be like, we don't know. We have to get to the bottom of this. Like they would never blame it on themselves. Not a chance. Nope. And, So basically
2: now everyone's in the hospital waiting room. Obviously he's trying to, you know, keep tabs on Maya and the cop is there just sitting. And I'm like, don't you have any work to do? He just sitting in the hospital waiting room. And he ain't got nothing to do. And then, and then Misha tells him about like the second, like the break in the night before when someone tried to get in. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And I'm like, "What
0: would you have?" Done? Because you didn't what do anything the done? first time. You know what? I just had a thought. Maybe the cop sees that Emma is willing to date Caleb, and is like, "I gotta shoot my shot." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if old greasy ponytail can get in there, I bet I can. And so he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna neglect all of my work, all of the crimes, and just." Hang out with Emma as much as possible. Not do anything to solve any of the crimes that are happening to her family, but just, like, be around.
2: But I was going to say, if you want to get with her, you might want to find out who tried to get her daughter. But that would be the not, quickest he's way. he's not
0: smart. He's not
2: smart. No, he's me. not, because it's Misha who, ba- who tells him. Can you do me a favor? Yeah,
3: yeah, sure. I mean, what is it? Can you check the security tapes around Maya's room last night? Misha, I don't have... Why? I just want to see if anyone came in or came out. I just, I need to know. I hadn't thought of
0: that. So, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> well, but you know what? This is when Misha being in politics came in handy.
2: <laughs> oh my god! It was okay. W- speaking of politics, we cut to a town council meeting,
0: and you know, Naomi, what? and I don't want to be there.
2: <laughs> oh, a town council, and they, and basically. Caleb, you know, his company, they're proposing the construction project on Main Street and the board, the council votes nay. Basically, it's a tied vote and the mayor's the one who has to break the tie.
4: Well, due to the community members' requests and not complying with the town's mandates on zoning and building style, I vote nay on refurbishing the building. Here, too, this request is officially denied.
2: And Caleb leaves, and he's pissed.
0: Well, Caleb, what did you think was going to happen? You thought they were going to pass it? It seemed you, you had a screaming no fight one with the mayor. You.
2: No <laughs> one likes you, Caleb. Caleb, you need to uh, cut off about seven inches of that hair, shave off that godforsaken goatee, and maybe you will get
0: some permits passed because you are best right now. So the mayor and his wife, who we get to see for the first time, um, they're gonna go to a steakhouse.
4: Anywhere you wanna go, what are you thinking? Steak. Steak, it is medium rare.
0: They're going to go to a steakhouse. steakhouse. And they're going to have their steak medium rare. They have this. (laughs) I mean, again, you can tell I'm pregnant. Um, And you can't eat steak medium rare. You're not supposed Mm -mm, to mm -mm, because mm -mm. the devil lives in it when you're pregnant. Um, (laughs) And so there's a note on the windshield. And it's a picture of a pregnancy test with the words we know. And his wife's like, this is yours. (laughs) (laughs) She is like immediately pissed. Is like,
3: so it's true. What
4: are you talking about?
3: All the things I've been
2: hearing. What? No, no, honey, honey, no, these are all lies. And in that moment, I was like, well, then maybe the mayor did get Maya pregnant. I Because the wife was I, not that, like, she was just so not surprised. I she know, was just like,
0: but like, <laughs> if there's a picture of a pregnancy test on Andy's car, aren't she going to be like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's messy and I don't like it. Yeah, but I wouldn't be like- Here's your pregnancy test. I'd be like, Andy, why is there a pregnancy test? (laughs) A picture of a pregnancy test on the car. Well, I got sad because I'm like, are they not going to the steakhouse anymore? Like, (laughs) has this ruins everyone appetite? Because I'd still be trying to go to the steak. I'd be like, you can drop me off at the steakhouse.
2: Well, I almost thought they were just going to argue their way to the steakhouse because yeah, like they're in the car people. going back and forth. As soon as they pull out of the parking lot, a car starts following them with its high beams on. And the car is basically just what it's so funny because I, I, I was going to write car headbutts the other car. But that's <laughs> not it. That's not what it does. The car behind them just like taps into the back of them yeah, and like basically scary. runs them off the road. They fall down an embankment. The mayor, like, ca- crawls out of the car. The wife's dead. His, I said the wife, heaven help her. <laughs> she dead. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, like, you see a car pull over. Someone comes out, walks towards the mayor, and strangles him. And I was like, Caleb. Like, we yeah. all knew that was Caleb, didn't we? Yeah. It's Caleb energy. We don't see him, but we feel but, him. Exactly. So... Back at the hospital, Misha's like, come on, mom, let's go home. Peyton says he'll stay with Maya. And then what I love is Misha. And and then Misha's like, nurse, will you tell us if anything happened? I'm like, as far as you know, that's the same nurse that put the wrong thing in her IV. I don't know why you're relying on the nurse or Peyton. This don't make no sense that you would leave. like,
0: Misha, what? Why would you leave
2: her with Peyton? Especially when there's a horror sting As soon as he appears in the doorway I was like we get it he's evil And if you didn't know he was evil Listen to this creepy ass conversation
1: Yeah You did Are you sure Yes I understand They're on the way
2: Okay. Mm -hmm. Telling somebody Misha and and the mom are heading home, so setting them up. Exactly. Okay. And then after that, Maya wakes up, and Peyton is, like, next to her. He's by her side, and she's like, I think I'm just starting to remember more about the accident. Oh, yeah? First of all, we discover Caleb got on the boat. Yep. Caleb handed Peyton a bottle of pills. Caleb pushed her overboard.
0: Yep. I mean,
2: what? Like, I think it was just weird for that to all come out in front of Peyton, who then looked like, he was like,
5: I can't do this anymore. What? I'm sorry. He made me do it. He thinks... And
1: Caleb, what did he make you do?
5: He's behind everything. He he made me hurt you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I just wanted to stop.
0: Yeah. My dad made me do it. Well, and it's like you've also had, I mean. Right, right when the IV injection thing happened, I was like, Maya's dead. Like, it's like, Peyton, your dad put you up to this and now you have, you struck out on killing her. You've had three chances and you, and you don't do it. I mean, this would be the time for the old pillow on the face. No, no. He's like, somehow has a, I don't know, like a come to Jesus where he's like, and I, I've got to stop it now. I know he like pulls out a syringe of
2: something, but and you know we see him do it, and then he just like throws it down. He's like, "I won't do it." So yeah. I was—he came there ready to kill her, and then was like, "I changed my mind." Yes. and he's like,
0: "We got to go save your mom and sister." So, so he- meanwhile. <laughs> Old Barbie detective mm-hmm. is watching the hospital footage and he sees Peyton come out of Maya's room. And then I do, I, and then just dis- correctly yes. dispose yes. of the syringe.
2: Yes. Put it in the biohazard bucket. Yes. Okay. He said, no one needs to get hurt. Put it in the biohazard bucket. But then it's funny when he comes out, though, he's like not in all black. He's literally just like no, Peyton he's in, in his in, salmon pants.
0: Yeah. He's in his rat outfit.
2: But I thought when you saw someone, or maybe it was just gloves, because I thought when you saw the person come in that they were all in black again, you know, like the person who had robbed, but anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, I don't know. Okay. So then basically Misha and Emma get back home and then Caleb shows up. pops out. Cause the mom's like, ah!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. she's like, you scared me. And he's like, I brought a bottle of wine. But okay. <sighs> so we have seen his hair slicked back. Uh-huh. And now there's, like, two Ew. tendrils out Rotest. of place. And it's like, Rotest. uh-oh, <laughs> Caleb did something. Like
2: He looks when, wild. I was like, when, you look like you just strangled somebody.
0: Yes, when you have slick back ponytail, and then you've got two pieces of hair out of place, you killed somebody. <laughs> like, absolutely. It's, uh, he's absolutely. like, I've got one. <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> It's I like, was like fully expecting him to have the damn mayor's head in his hands. Like I've got mayor <laughs> Sullivan. Like he's like looks so disheveled. It was very single
2: black female, in that I expected him to have a head in a backpack.
0: Uh, like it's oh that energy? Gosh. It's head. In,
2: he has a head in a backpack energy. And so basically, as Peyton's running out of the hospital to try to help Misha and Emma, the detective starts chasing after Peyton because he sees him running. Peyton, stop.
3: I need an officer at the Caldwell residence.
2: And as this is all happening, the detective, Maya, Peyton—they're all trying to call Misha, but she ain't answering the phone.
0: Yeah, and we don't know why because she's not really doing anything.
2: She's not doing anything. Why is her phone not with her? I was like, your sister is in the hospital. I think your phone should be next to you at all times. Also, if someone doesn't answer the phone, you need to send them a text.
0: Okay, send a text. Because we cut to the house and they're just having wine with Caleb.
2: (laughs) Right, they're just like hanging out. It's like, is your phone charging?
0: I don't understand why it's not there. This is a weird move too because so they are having the wine. They've reached the end of the bottle and then we see Caleb roofie the glass. So he's like, I'm going to let them have a few glasses and then
2: I'll roofie Right, And it's like, he puts something, because basically he's like, the bottle's empty. And then like, great, we'll get another bottle. And he puts like- some drugs in the dregs, which I was like, shouldn't yeah. I like put it in like a full glass? Anyway. I, I know. And so mom starts to drink it within ten seconds, I mean she can't even keep her no. keep her elbows on the counter. So it's like, okay, you gave them a double dose. Whatever you did is very extra. And then but meanwhile, Misha is not drinking. Cause no. she just is like, okay, the two glasses I already had were enough. You know, and That's Caleb's why you got like, put in the first glass, Caleb. Thank you. And he's like, you're not drinking your wine? And she's like, calm down. So heavy-handed. So heavy-handed. <laughs> Fix your hair. I, gotta, I can't handle it. So Misha goes, because her mom's like, I'll take a bath. And so Misha <laughs> goes and walks her to the bathroom. She comes back down and- you know Caleb's being weird about the wine, and then they hear Mom like fall because basically she's so out of it she falls backwards into the tub and damn near drowns. <sighs> and so she's basically like, "I'm gonna go up there," and then Caleb like grabs her
5: and is like, uh, "Looks like she's shooting me now." Huh? What are you? If you just drink the wine, this would be so much easier. Let
1: me crawl. go. No.
2: So she ends up knocking him out with the, the wine, bottle. wine bottle. I said, bless. <laughs> runs upstairs, grabs her mom out of the tub, and like takes her out of the house. And then Caleb chases after them and tells us this How could you?
5: I needed to, <sighs> to protect my son's future.
0: I, don't, I still don't get it. Understand? I still don't understand. How does this quote preserve Peyton's future? Why? Okay. Why did Peyton need to dispose of Maya? Because she was pregnant. Yeah. Because I was like, she was pregnant with Peyton's baby, and yeah. they were trying to pin
2: it on the mayor so that the mayor gets ousted, so Caleb can build
5: his building.
3: How could you, Maya, my mom?
5: Oh, don't forget. Don't forget Chatty Bree. Oh, and of course, Mayor Sullivan and his wife. Such a shame what happened to them tonight. What did you do? Accidents happen. Of course, Peter, yeah, he needed the personal touch. He had it all coming to him. You see, he was supposed to be my phone guy. Execution was just beautiful up until your sister showed up. and news of the baby. You and your mom, you became collateral damage. She was always a problem, anyway. No vision. Now I get to get rid of both of you.
0: But also, Maya's rich. And it seems like Caleb and Peyton are too. Like it's like there, there's no clear motive. Yeah. And it truly, I, I, I was, I, I almost was like, I think I need to rewatch these like five minutes because I don't understand. Okay, this makes me feel better. This
2: makes me feel better. I wish I couldn't. What I wanted were subtitles because I was like, am I missing a key preposition here? Because I thought I was crazy, but now you're saying you didn't get it either. So that makes me feel no. much better.
0: Peyton knocks up a rich girl. Okay. In, in a lot of movies, that's happy ending. Um <laughs> So, and like, the, we don't, I guess we got a little bit that like the company was struggling. I just don't, the The domino that set it off was Maya needs to be dead. And it's like, that makes no sense unless their entire plan was just framing the mayor. And it's like, couldn't you just buy off a city councilman? well cause then here's the other question did, did Kayla like
2: was it Peyton's baby and did Peyton not know cause this is what I'm getting it's like so what did the dad find out she was pregnant before Peyton did this is what I'm saying like it's I still don't understand but anyway Peyton arrives and he like tries to stop his dad and they start arguing and listen to this
3: dad please please my future doesn't need
5: saving yes it does how many times do we have to talk about this you gotta play the game to win it Peyton If you have that kid, you can kiss your career in Washington goodbye You toughen up, all right?
3: How could you? Maya, my mom
5: Oh, and don't forget, don't forget Chatty Bree Oh, and of course, Mayor Sullivan and his wife Such a shame what happened to them tonight What did you do? Accidents happen Of course, Peter, he needed the personal touch He had it all coming to him You see, he was supposed to be my fault, Guy Execution was just beautiful, up until your sister showed up. The news of the baby, you and your mom, you became collateral damage. She was always a problem anyway. No vision. (sighs) Now I get to get rid of both of you. Dead! No!
2: So they have all this happening, but (laughs) then the dad, for somebody who was trying to quote preserve Peyton's future, he has no problem beating his son's ass. (laughs) (laughs) He's like literally just like knocks him down, body like what do you call it when you like use your elbow and just like dive into a person? He's
0: a professional wrestler. (laughs) He he
2: he he Vince McMahoned him, and then he like knocks him in the pool, and then. Caleb goes to attack Misha with, like, a piece
0: of wood. Like a piece from, like, A metal? The, like, um, trellis? Um, no. A trellis. It was from a tre- yeah, it was, like, a wooden trellis. piece from, like, it's- ba- Yeah, it was basically, like, something that would come if you, like, broke a white picket fence, which is, like, yes. such a funny yes. Connecticut weapon. So he goes to attack Misha with that, and then a hand pulls Caleb around, and Caleb stabs Peyton, his own son
2: in the gut he's got he's got shot but he also and then he dies immediately
0: immediately
2: so for the son he allegedly did all this for he did.
0: It's and an I mean, accident. It is an it's
2: accident. A, no, it is an accident, but it's like, what? Like, I don't know. I, I, no, I will I say either. I didn't like that part. I didn't like that part. But I wonder if it was because Maya couldn't be the girlfriend of, like, a convict. Because Lord knows Peyton was going to jail anyway.
0: You know what I mean? Like, for everything he had yeah. done. Yeah, and do we want Peyton in the child's life?
2: <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the
0: thing. But, but basically,
2: after Caleb kills his son, you know, obviously he's stunned. He's looking at his son. And in that Caleb. moment- I mean, no, (laughs) Misha grabs a shovel, knocks him over the head. Okay. Caleb falls into the pool. And then we see, I forgot one of the classic lifetime images, which is body face down in pool. And I, I was
0: really hoping that she would have killed him with a golf club. Yes. Like when she whacked him, I was like, was it a golf club? Was it a golf club? And it was a shovel. And I was like, mm, I think that was a missed opportunity.
2: I really like the heft of a shovel though. I think a shovel yeah. is going to kill you. And I think a golf club is like repeated hits you have to do. And that I don't like, but I will say this too. I don't like when people just die. I would like there to be some sense of like justice. He should have to be in prison. Also, mm-hmm. again, I still don't understand. Was the mayor with Maya or not? no.
0: No, I, I like I think not, and and I and I'm really sad that the mayor and his wife are dead. I don't know why. Me I don't, too. I'm just like, oh, there were and Bree. So it's like we had a lot had, of people. There's yeah, we had all these casualties when it's like really Caleb and Peyton could have just murder suicide each other. <laughs> Oh, God, like,
2: I should laugh, but I know it's Jesus been... Christ.
0: And then, like, I... who's going to run the company? You know, it's just like wow. And and I, the cop is nowhere.
2: Like he... nowhere in all of this.
0: <laughs> Wasn't he chasing Peyton
2: for, out of the hospital? And then I guess he just said, "Forget it, I'm tired." No,
0: he got sidetracked, and <laughs> it's like, like Maya's nowhere. It's just nobody is nowhere. And then. It... And I'm wondering, was the dad murdered? I know. I thought the same thing too. But
2: it was like 10 years earlier, which feels like a but long, like a real long con, but they never really used it. But it was literally like, your dad's been dead for 10 years. Now I'm kissing Caleb. And it was like, oh, okay. Because they just never said it was understand. like a
0: heart attack. They never specified. Right. And so it's like, it to me, that felt mysterious. Right,
2: but then okay, really quickly though. Yes, we are told about how everybody died, and it don't make no sense. But the very last scene of the movie, we cut to at least eleven months later, Mm -hmm. where we see mom. She is introducing her daughter, Misha Caldwell, who is now the mayor of the town. It
3: is my honor to introduce my daughter, Old Sabrick's newest and youngest mayor, Miss Misha Caldwell. (laughs)
2: And Maya is standing next to her, and she's holding her baby. I still don't know who the baby's father is, but we know (laughs) Maya had a baby. And bless, bless. So Misha's in politics after being so good at student council, and Maya's baby is okay. And that was drowning in (laughs) secrets. Do you think Misha fired the sheriff? I would hope so. I would really hope that would be her first move as mayor.
0: I'm honestly, why is the mom... Um, presenting her, um, but also <laughs> I'm I'm shocked that the cop and the mom are not together. <laughs> like, it's like they're the only ones that survived.
2: Oh uh, my god, this was wild. Yeah, this entire movie. If anyone watched it and knew what happened, tell us
0: well, I this is what because we just want to know don't the motive. Know. And like we, we're good, you know. Yeah. Like I I think of us as scholars, and Absolutely. it's like <laughs> we are confused by the motive. So yeah, if you understood the motive, let us know, please. Okay, and next week we are doing one of my favorite things, another writer's room. We love these. Um, But this one is going to be extra special. We are having Naomi and my friend, through stand-up and a fellow writer, join us, Ashley Brooke Roberts. Mm -hmm. And we are also going to have a rare guest appearance by our infamous producer, Julie. You can tell Julie wrote this, I think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Julie is going to give us a challenge, and if we don't ace it, she might fire us. Ah! Who knows? The stakes are high. So you will have to just tune in next week to find out. Until then, bye. Firing a pregnant woman? I think that's illegal. (laughs) I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie... We talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out another awesome Lifetime podcast. The Table is Ours. It's hosted by two fabulous Black women in entertainment who sit down with some of their favorite Black icons to discuss how Black identity has informed, empowered, and fortified their lives and careers.
0: This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder.
2: Our editor and sound designer is David Tattashore. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And
0: hosted by Naomi and Megan.
2: You should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the hosts, okay?
0: <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs>